A few ACC Network analysts with some really, really strong pit takes. Jordan Cornette thinks Pitt will win the ACC Coastal over Miami. And Eddie Royal says that Pitt looks like an NFL team. Let's talk about those comments, what they mean, and why I think there's some validity to both comments. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked On Pitt. Our Locked On Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Pit Podcast. As always, I am your host, Nick Farabaugh. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. You are listening to this on any podcast platform. Make sure to leave a review. You can only make this show as good as possible when hearing from you guys. And folks, a lot to think about with some of these comments as the ACC Network crew rolled into Pittsburgh, rolled into the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side there of Pittsburgh. Uh, and they came for two, three days to film a little bit of what Pitt might be doing. But they also got to see Pitt. They got to see their new quarterbacks. They got to see the new receivers. They got to see some of the new defense, defensive pieces and linebacker and cornerback and all these other places. And they also got to see the strong foundation. Pitt's a very interesting team this year because they have lost Big contributors. They lost the Heisman Trophy finalist in Kenny Pickett. They lost the Belinikoff Award winner in Jordan Addison. They lost their top cornerback in Damari Mathis. They lost a leader on defense in Phil Campbell. They lost Cam Bright. Uh, they lost Chase Pond. They lost Johnny Patrician. So there were a few key players that they lost from that team last year. But they returned just as many key guys too, right? They returned the whole offensive line. They returned Kalaja Kansi. They returned Habakkuk Baldonado. They returned Desmond Alexander, Servassier Dennis. All these players, Brandon Hill, Eric Hallett, all the running backs. So they return a lot of quality players still. 15 of the 22 starters to be exact. So Pitt certainly has a lot going for them. But it's a veteran team. And could they win the Coastal? I think that's a very interesting question and a loaded one at that. I think there's reasons why they can, but we haven't discussed that yet. Could Pitt win the Coastal again, right? They made it to the ACC Championship, won the Coastal. Could they repeat? I think they could, but here's Jordan Connett's answer on why he's picking Pitt to win the ACC Coastal in 2022. Because you lose Kenny, and it's easy to say, well, how do you replace him? I watched two capable quarterbacks out there today, too. I mean, if worst case, I think it's going to be key. I think everybody would say that. But if Nick had to go out there, we saw what Nick did a Peach Bowl. And I've seen what Nick's done out here. You see the bodies. I see that defense sway practice one way, and then I see the offense behind five starters returning. And you, games are won in the trenches. And this team has it on both sides. And at that basis point, that foundation, is really what made me flip. I mean, 15 starters returning. I just like this group. And I got them winning the division. And it happened just in the last two days being here. You heard that. He had Miami winning the division before he came to Pitt and then saw Pitt and decided to flip his prediction. A lot of reasons to that, a lot of reasons to his statement. There's a, definitely a level of confidence to the quarterback position there um, with Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty. And obviously 
you can have opinions on Nick Patty and Keen Slovis and who should win that job. Now, Cornette thinks it'll be Keen Slovis. I agree with that. I think that it's going to end up being Keen Slovis. I am obviously a Nick Patty guy. I really like Nick Patty. But I do think there is a level of validity to Keaton Slovis having that higher ceiling and giving them more of an opportunity to go to bigger pastures. So he probably will start. And that is a big question in, in answering, well, who in the world is going to win the ACC Coastal? Well, the Pitt starting quarterback is obviously going to be a big reason why Miami might be picked or Pitt might be picked or, or your confidence in either team because you might have a different view of Keaton Slovis versus Nick Patty where both quarterbacks or you like both quarterbacks or something of the sort. I think both quarterbacks have their strengths. I also think they have their weaknesses. But I think Keaton Slovis has that strong arm, and, and you can see him really ripping it in practice. When I've been there, he is throwing darts. You know, we're talking 40, 50, 60 yards sometimes down the football field. He lets it rip, and he can really throw with velocity into tight windows. And that is something that is very, very, very evident when you watch Keaton Slovis play football is – that this guy has a, a little bit more than just say nothing at all. He he has more than just you know the stand in the pocket and scan the field and, and throw it around. Man, man, he has some real arm strength on him. And so Cordette's comments are really interesting. Now Miami, if you compare the two teams, because I, I think everyone you know, no disrespect to. Virginia with Brian Armstrong and Octavian Wicks. I like those guys. Or UNC with maybe an upstart Drake May. Or any of the other teams in the ACC Coastal, Virginia Tech, what, whoever you want to throw in there. No disrespect to these teams. I think people are discussing very evidently Pitt and Miami as the top two. And for reasons why. Miami obviously brings in Mario Cristobal. Has a really, really, really talented roster. Pitt, obviously, is the defending Coastal champs and the defending ACC champs. So you're going to discuss these teams as if they are the two top dogs. They are both ranked. And so, as such, you think of that, right? You think of these two teams. And there's a lot into that comparison. And on paper, Pitt does have very talented weapons still. They have five potential really good running backs. They have a really good tight end and a freshman All-American, Gavin Bartholomew, who now steps into that main role. You like some of the receivers they have. Certainly, Kanata Monfield, another freshman All-American from last year, looks like a stud. Jared Wayne, you know, he's going to be solid. I like the potential of guys like Bub Means and Jalen Barton. You have that step offensive line. And then you look at the defense, and you have playmakers like Kalijah Kansi and Halabal Nato up front, and you have a real stout D-line. And then the, behind that, you have Tarazi Dennis, but you have some questions there, right? Then you look to the secondary. It's a pretty experienced secondary, a nice group of safeties that are very experienced in Eric Hallett and Brandon Hill. Corner, a little bit of a question mark. Who steps up opposite of Marquez Williams? Is it going to be... A.J. Woods and M.J. Devonshire, Rashad Battle going to fit in there. Ryland Gandy, who's had a really strong summer, who fits in, right? But then you go and look at Miami. Well, what does Miami have? Tyler Van Dyke, who had a great, great end of that season. Obviously, Pitt fans need no introduction to that. He really, really torched Pitt here at Heinz Field last year, and he's a fun player, and there's a reason why everyone is so high on Tyler Van Dyke, but Jalen Knighton's in that group still, right? You like Jalen Knighton at running back. 
the wide receiving group has some interesting players like Frank Ladson and Xavier Restrepo and Keyshawn Smith. And you have even more there uh, that you look at and, and could be potential players. Colby Young, I like uh, in that group. Zion Nelson is on that offensive line that I think could still be pretty good this year. That defensive line uh, could be a little bit refurbished, right? You bring in a guy like Akeem Mesador into that room, and you have guys like Jafari Harvey and, and Leonard Taylor, and you have pretty solid players there. I like what the secondary has building as well. I like James Williams a lot. This kid looks like a first, future first-round pick to me. Um, so you have a lot of talent on both of these squads. It's more experience. Miami's a younger team that still is trying to kind of put those pieces of the puzzle together, but is this the year that they come together? I think that's the biggest question when you compare these two teams. I still want to discuss this a little bit more, but first, folks, I'm going to let you know about BetOnline because BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including the MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL. Combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting wagering information from live to in-game betting, scores, podcasts, and more. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. We're discussing some of these ACC Network comments here, and I do want to address the experience factor of this all because the talent factor on both squads is there. We know Mario Cristobal brought in a, a lot of very talented players, and frankly, to be quite honest with you, this was already a really talented Miami team because if there's one thing Miami did well, even when they weren't good, was they recruited athletes and those athletes always gave them a puncher's chance. I don't care against who you were going up against. Miami always gave Pitt fits because of their athletes. And they have those athletes now. And they're going to have those high upside players. And so this Miami team is very talented. I think the question for Miami is, well, how put together are they? Are they ready to go this year? Or is this one more year away? Because sooner rather than later, they're going to be here. And they're going to be competitive. And teams are going to have to watch out for them. And this year, it looks like it could be that year because they have the quarterback. And I think that's one of the big distinctive things about Miami. In recent years, the quarterback play hasn't been up to par. I mean, we're talking about guys like Nikosi Perry, right? Where even when they went, and lost to Pitt on Kenny Pickett's freshman year, that quarterback position wasn't very good. De'Eric King, he's okay, but Tyler Van Dyke's a little different. Tyler Van Dyke looks like he could be a legit player at the next level. That's what we're talking about. We haven't seen a guy in a while like this at Miami. And so that matters. It matters a lot. Because Tyler Van Dyke changes what you can do as an offense, changes what you can do to open things up, and it makes you more dynamic. The quarterback position is the ultimate position in sports. Pitt can tell you that with Kenny Pickett. And so Tyler Van Dyke has to be put into this mixing bowl. And you have to think, are they right there? 
or maybe they're just one year away. And Tyler Van Dyke could have a phenomenal season. I'm a Tyler Van Dyke guy. I really like Tyler Van Dyke. I think his accuracy, I think he's got a good arm. I think he can make stuff happen out of structure. I think he's great in the pocket. There's a lot of poise, man. Pitt also has experience on Miami. They have guys that have done it before, that have won an ACC title before, and they have a defense that is very athletic. This is something that I think, you know, Pitt doesn't have the pedigree of a team like Miami. They don't have as many four stars or five stars even. But what they do have is those high three stars that are really athletic mixed in with the occasional four star. And this defense is very reflective of that. That defensive front that Pitt has is super athletic. Kalijah Kansi, Hobbaball Nano, John Morgan, Elliot Donald, Dayon Hayes. We're talking about guys like this. These guys are freakies. Like, like Kalijah Kansi is a freak. The second level, this is the most athletic pit linebacking core of Pat Narduzzi's tenure. It is an athletic core. Those secondary guys, Brandon Hill's a freak. Not sure Eric Hallett's as, as freaky as Brandon Hill, but he's still a quality athlete. And those corners are all really good athletes. So you have athletes, and then you even look to the offense. Look at the running back position, Israel Lobani Canada. Great athlete. Rodney Hammond, good athlete. Kanani Mumfield, great athlete at wide receiver. Bub means explosive. Like, this is a good athletic pit team that, while they lack the star pedigree, is athletic. And so that is something to look at throughout th- this kind of weird transitional year for Pitt because you bring in Keaton Slovis and really Keaton Slovis is going to be the question mark of this team. How much does Keaton Slovis elevate this team or hurt this team? That'll be the big thing. But when you watch Pitt practice, they look like a really good team and you see the offense and the defense swing back and forth and fight each other. And last year it was largely a very similar pattern. And so that's a really, really promising sign to me about potentially what Pitt could bring to the table this year. Just hear it from Eddie Royal, what he is talking about when he watched Pitt practice and why he's so high on them this year. You mentioned about him not being young. I mean, he's a fourth, fifth year guy. Their offensive line's all like in their yeah. mid to late twenties. I mean, there's, there's a lot of veterans on this team. Does it look like in, you know, when you watch them practice, does it, do they carry themselves like an older team? They do. I was saying that like, man, this looks like an NFL team. Like this is what big time power five college football should look like. I mean, from top to bottom, it's run the right way. I mean, practice is clean. Guys are out there competing and working hard together. So they're doing it the right way here. And that is a huge compliment. It looks like an NFL team. Pitt has a lot of 22, 23-year-olds on this squad. And that's going to help Pitt because they're a mature team that knows how to win. They've been there before. They've been under the bright lights. They've been under the pressure cooker, and they came out as diamonds. And so what does Pitt do this year? That's going to be the thing. And and do they have that experience factor? And does Keaton Slovis have the ability – to elevate them just enough. Because Miami, I think, is going to be there. I'm just not sure if Miami is going to be totally there just yet. Because they have a lot of talent, 
but it might need one more recruiting class, one more year of maturation from Tyler Van Dyke, a Jalen Knighton, a James Williams, all these guys who are really good players. It might just need one more year before they put the whole puzzle together and then they go. And so this could be Pitt's year to use the experience they have and use the weapons that they have and use everything that they have around them to really elevate themselves. And that's going to be a big factor when you look at it all. I'm going to talk about what my prediction, however, is for the ACC Coastal coming up next. But first, folks, let's go to a quick break. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. As always, tough discussions here in the ACC Coastal, right? (laughs) Tough discussions. Because you look at what Pitt is bringing to the table. You look at what Miami is bringing to the table. And all these guys are fun, fun, fun players on both squads. They've got fun teams. They've got coaches that have been there before. No matter what your opinion of Pat Narduzzi is, he has that ACC title under his belt now. I know a lot of people point to Mario Cristobal's resume in big games, right? He never fully got there with Justin Herbert. But does that devote him from winning a Coastal title? I don't think it does. And so this, my friends is going to be a battle between these two teams. That last game of the season is going to be a fun one. I look at this team, this pit team, and I can't help but be encouraged by what I see the skill positions. And that was a question that everyone would have, right? Because you lose Jordan Addison. You lose Lucas Kroll even. But these skill guys are going to be a big reason why this pit offense, in my opinion, is still really good. I think Keaton Slovis has the offensive line because I I hear this kind of weird narrative go around the pit fan base sometimes that this offensive line wasn't that good last year. They were really good. Now, is there going to be some change up front? Probably. I don't know if you're going to get the same guys all starting on on the offensive line. You know, I think Mackensalves and Blake Zubovich are pushing Cradle and, and Hoy on that right side. Now, I think you'll get Miner and Warren on that left side. I also think Owen Drexel is probably the leader in the clubhouse for that center spot. But what about that right side? We'll see. But regardless, this is an eight, nine deep group of O-linemen that has that legitimate amount of starters. It's a really good O-line group. And I think Keen Slovis... I I keep saying this, how much can he elevate them, right? Because I think he's going to have enough around him to where he can manage his way through a lot of games. It's going to be really hard, in my opinion. And I largely say this. It's going to be really hard for him to completely screw this thing up. And I get it. I get the, the, you know, the kind of trepidation with him at times when you watch the USC tape with his lack of ability to go through progressions and sometimes the spotty accuracy. And he's not super mobile. But he's smart, and he has a good arm. And his accuracy, while he has that spottiness every now and then, man, he has flashes of elite ball placement too. I think he's going to be able to manage his way through this thing. 
And I think they're going to have a run game this year that's going to be a lot better than it was last year. They have five talented running backs. I don't know what they're going to do in this running back room. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, specifically how they divvy these five up. Because, listen, before in the spring it was four, and and Daniel Carter had the, the best spring of his career up to this point. And we were talking about how to get him in. Folks, Sebo Flemister is having a great summer. So how in the world do you divvy that up? I don't know. But the running back room is going to be really good. The offensive line is going to be really good. The tight end room, Carter Johnson's playing at a high level. I know Frank Signet loves to mix and match into 12 and 13 personnel, two tight end, three tight end sets. They'll be able to do that. Who's the third tight end? Is it Dylan Devaney? Is it Kai Wright? I don't know, but Kai Wright looks jacked, man, and he's healthy. So you like that from him. The wide receiver room, I know a lot of people are concerned about that. Now that you lose Jordan Addison, you lose Taysier Mack, you lose Melky Stovall, you lose all these guys. Trey Tipton. But Kanani Mumfield is a stud, and he looks like one. Consistent separation, soft hands, electric ability to win north and south and east and west. Can win at all three levels of the football field. Jared Wayne, dependable as always. Bub means explosive, great athlete. This is going to be a good skill group. So I think Keaton Slovis is going to have enough around him to where he can manage his way through. But when times get tough and you face a team, say, like a Miami, where maybe that managing just isn't quite enough. Maybe in order to overcome Tyler Van Dyke, because I know Tyler Van Dyke can take the team on his back. I know that. The question is going to be, can Pitt maybe get get on the back of Keaton Slovis, take a little piggyback ride and get to that coastal division? I think that's going to be the big thing. Because I think this defense, you know, this defense is going to be good. But you know what Pat Narduzzi's defense is. We aren't fools, folks. We aren't fools. You know you're going to give up the explosive play every now and then. Because it just happens. We've seen it happen too many times. Can be really good defense. But if unless this defense, and I mean this, unless this defense has a legitimate first round, second round corner on each side, like Pat Narduzzi did when he had Trey Waynes and Darquez Denard opposite sides of each other. And Monte Nicholson up top. It's going to be tough for Pitt to be at that echelon where they can shut down anyone they want. So you're going to see a team like Miami come in here and get explosive plays against them. You're going to see Virginia get explosive plays. You're going to see Tennessee get explosive plays. You're going to see teams with good quarterbacks be able to get explosive plays off pit because it is what it is. It's how he plays football. You play cover zero every snap. It's going to be a tough one. You're going to be able to stop the run, but you're also going to have to worry about giving up those explosive plays. It's the natural Thing you it's, you don't give up much on the ground though, so you make them one dimensional. But it is what it is, and so the offense is gonna have to pull its weight a little bit at times, because you know good quarterbacks like that will give you a little bit of trouble. We'll see where Pitt ends up. I think Pitt has a good shot here with the schedule, even as I'm looking at to go ten and two. Is that enough this year? Depends. Maybe they need that head to head versus. Miami. We'll see. That's going to be a tough one down on Coral Gables. I think that these two teams are different from each other, but both are very talented. I think it's a very close 
kind of cross-examination between the two teams. And it's really a question of, can Keaton Slovis elevate a team? And is Miami ready to take their next step? We'll see. Two very talented teams that I really like and I think are probably the top two teams in the Coastal Division. We'll see what ends up. I'm going to put a prediction down right now. And it's going to be one. that I think Pitt fans will be happy. I think Pitt ends up winning the Coastal. I do. I think they end up winning the Coastal and going back to Charlotte. Because I do think Miami might just be a year away, right? Mario Cristobal installing that culture, the new schemes that they have with Josh Gaddis and all of that. And they have very, 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 very talented players on all sides of the football. But they're young. And they might just need one more recruiting class, one more year of experience under their belt until they're fully unleashed. And I think that might just catch up with Miami just a little bit to give Pitt that window to win the Coastal. That's my prediction right now. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked On Pit Podcast. We're going to talk about this running back room tomorrow and what in the world Pitt's going to do about it and how important the running game is going to be for Pitt coming up this season. That's all coming up tomorrow on the Locked On Pit Podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.